And welcome back to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig on this wonderful, nice, cool, starting to feel like fall Monday morning here in Central Ohio. My name is Brandon. Across from me is Craig. Are you awake? Yeah, I'm awake. Okay. I am awake. Um, yeah, it is a beautiful day. And I'll tell you why it's beautiful. It's cool. It's sunny. It's just, it's crisp. It's, it's wonderful. I hear the heat's coming back up yeah, a little bit at the end of the week. Yeah. We won't talk about that. But what makes today so good is that today is the 18th of September. <laughs> what? Yeah, it is. And my, my birthday was on August 31st. Mm-hmm. And I just got, my birthday cake today. You did? So it is kind of nice to, to, to have it drawn we're out. We're just drawing so. out the celebrations. Yeah. So I think I, I got it quicker when you were in Dublin Methodist, but we won't go there. So, uh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you didn't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but no, I had, uh, we had, um, German chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. And it was homemade. Was it worth the wait? You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. German chocolate cake. I love it. And the one that – if you haven't had Brandon's German chocolate cake and you like German chocolate cake, you need to just have him make you one. He's like, okay, thank you for right. putting that out there. But he needs to do it. Now, he, I have to come up with a price. It's going to be pretty pricey if it, you're going to talk it up. The size you made was perfect. It was. It was a smaller one. It was about a half. Yeah. And so he had um, – did he toasted the pecans or something? Pecans. Okay. No, Jordan – Allie makes fun of me for the way I say pecans. But yes – I toasted the pecans. I think that was that made a huge difference. It I does. Mean, it was um, that was I could taste it, mm-hmm. and um, it's usually okay. The cake is usually a ten, right, out of ten, and today it was like a twenty. Wow, out of ten. Like wow. we were off the charts because of that. Man, um, it was just flawless. So, well, I'm I'm just glad that you're not like bouncing around the room like the Tasmanian devil Ooh. because you had a slice <laughs> and another little sliver tiny, of German tiny, chocolate yeah, cake. Yeah, yeah. And then you also had a shot of Blackbeard's Delight espresso. Espresso. Espresso <laughs> in your coffee. I did. It was good. And you took it straight, though. I took it straight. I take it in my coffee. You just, he just shoots it back I like drink a shot my of espresso whiskey. like John Wayne. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> you drink your espresso like he takes his whiskey. Exactly. <laughs> I felt like, uh, <laughs> Feel like Clint Eastwood. You feeling lucky, punk? Exactly, exactly. Uh, but no, that was really good. So thank you for that. You're that welcome. Was, Happy that birthday! Nice. Oh, thank you. Maybe we'll celebrate again here in another month or so. That would be wonderful. Anytime, right? anytime. I, I mean, we could do that once a month if you want. I'm gonna be honest. I yeah. could just eat the batter of that German chocolate cake. German chocolate cake is the only cake mm-hmm. that I make from scratch, mm-hmm. and, and it's pretty tedious because you you have to separate the eggs and you take the egg whites and you. And you take a, a hand mixer and you whip them up until they're, they got like, they form um, yeah. stiff peaks and you set them aside and then you mix everything else okay. together. You have to melt your chocolate bar, um, oh, wow. in, in the microwave with some water and you melt that and get that all stirred up and then you, you, Mix your butter and your sugar up, and then you add in your your flour and mix that all up. Um, or your you add in the chocolate, and then you add your flour and all of that mixture with your buttermilk. So German chocolate cake takes buttermilk. I know that. It, and you alternate alternate that back and forth. And then the very last step, you take those egg whites and you fold those in, and that's where it gets that fluffiness to it. Oh, it's good. But yeah, I licked the uh, the batter, the spoon. Yeah. Once I, the oh um, yeah. I bet well, that was, was good. With it, the spatula? Yeah. Oh, man, so good. Oh, I bet I that was to, really good. I wanted to be like, uh, do those cakes need 
taken down a little bit? Like just spoon some more out of them. So I got I got a German chocolate cake, mm-hmm. and your father in law mm-hmm. got a German chocolate cake. So you were busy in the kitchen. I was. Now what I did was I took one cake mix mm-hmm. and split it into two cakes. Gotcha. So okay. I made your cake. And I made my father-in-law's. Did he get the same size? Well. It was it was about the same. It, yeah. I did his in a bunt pan because I did yours in the circle pans, but right, I only right. had the three right. six-inch circle pans. Right. So I did his in a bunt pan, and it was still good, plenty good. And then um, I took and cut it, took a bread knife and yes. cut it down the middle to be able to put a layer of the German chocolate icing That's inside. That's really good. And then I still did a double batch of the German chocolate icing. And you still have some of that left over? No, I wish. Okay. I could eat that with a spoon, too. That, that German, might be, yeah. Yeah. You could sell that stuff. Right? Literally, you could sell that stuff. I'll think of a price and I'll let you know. Now, I just wait to get it free on the September 18th. Right? There you go. <laughs> September 18th. Happy birthday today. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, you're another year older? Um, yeah. You're now 21 years older than me. Yeah, exactly. And right? you keep giving me cakes. That's how that right? ends. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Keep giving me cake. I'm going to be aging. That's for sure. But, <laughs> no, that was really good, though, so... So what else is going on? You got big plans this week? Um, yeah, actually, we had a, a good day Saturday. Christian had his very first cross country meet, and so he's not going through a midlife crisis too, is he? He is. Okay, um, and he can't afford the car. Okay, um, doesn't even have his driver's license. So like you, right? So you just got to run. You just got to run. <laughs> yeah. No, he decided he wanted to do cross country. I don't know if I inspired him. He said that I inspired him to to run cross country. So I thought that was Forrest Gump. He said that. <laughs> Me and Forrest Gump inspired him. Um, but anyway, so he he ran his first meet. They run a mile at his age, okay. and he ran it in seven minutes and forty seven seconds. Wow. Which is really good. It's really good. For his first one. Yeah, um, really good. I told him, I was like, I didn't know you had that in you, but now that I do, I'm going to push you. Yeah. Um, and so now his goal is to, to get faster than that. Because yours was like 9.15 or something for the mile. Oh, yours? I could run a mile in six something right now if I wanted. But he beat you, right? What do you mean? He beat your time. My average, he beat my average oh, okay, gotcha. over, <laughs> over 13 miles, yes. Okay. <laughs> He's about to put his foot right in my nose right exactly <laughs> but no i was very proud of him he finished 60th um out of 111 kids in that age so range. was that the snapchat that i got last night of the feet in the uh epsom salt bath was that him or you that was granny chanel that was me okay what was going on there i uh, rolled my ankle last night at youth group playing kickball yeah are you gonna get one of those no so blankets that are <laughs> Right? No, I want, I've heard really neat things about the weighted blankets. I've heard those things are awesome. Oh, we have one. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I want one of those. Jordan wants one of those. Yeah, they're pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. I, they're fine. Um, I think a couple of my grandkids have them. They really? like them, yeah. I don't know why. I, I'm not a big fan of them, but okay. they're, they're fine. I, I feel too constricted. Yeah, and I, that may be the same for me, yeah. too. I don't know. But. Yeah, no, so, uh, but youth group went well. Good. But other than me rolling my ankle, we What did you have to eat down there? Uh, youth group? Yeah. We did, did cereal last night. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Cereal night yep. last yep. night. They like that? They they did like that. That's good. Yeah, I had a variety. I had like corn pops and frosted mm. flakes and apple jacks and fruit loops. Captain Crunch? There was no Captain Crunch. Rice Krispies. Oh, that's disappointing right Love there. Captain Crunch. But Captain Crunch with the berries or the Captain Crunch with the peanut butter or I Captain like the, Crunch with it? I like the Crunch berries, yeah. I do too. I do too. Yeah, who's the one with the blueberry? Is that um, oh, wasn't there a blueberry cereal? Maybe that's it. Yep. Yeah, 
And then there's Count Chocola. Count Chocola. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I mean, is that, that's what was around when I was a kid. I, are they still around? I mean, so there I was a, well, remember, I think we talked about it, the king one. Um, king. They had a king on the, the, uh, on the box. Oh, and it was almost like a corn. Yes, I can't remember. Uh, anyways, but but no, it went well. We started a new series last night with our students, and uh, good. It's called Finding God by Francis Chan. It's on Right Now Media. Okay, and so that went really well. And looking forward to see what the next uh, three weeks of that series bring. And that'll be good. We got another series after that. We'll do. But sounds like a good good plan. So yep. um, I um, glad that's going well, and we've got a lot of stuff going on. And um, mm-hmm. like you said, it's a gorgeous day looks like a great week ahead nice week ahead a little warm but i mean when i say warm it's like 80 81 but yeah i i i'll take 81 other than the snow 81 is better than 97 yes that's true so but you said he's probably gonna get like 85 86 because they're never right about the no, weather they really aren't they really are but i'll tell you what a couple of these mornings have been cold yeah i got to run my heat this morning and i'll be running the air when i leave here I'm right sure, so. oh yeah this morning was really neat the fog mm-hmm and when the at the time I took the kids to school, they were like, "Look at the sun! The sun was coming through the clouds, but it just looked like oh, nice. this huge nice. orange ball in the sky." Nice, and it was just shining through the fog. It was really pretty. Oh, really that's neat. awesome! So we um, had a good day yesterday and started, started our new off, series. Started our new series, and we had a nice, uh, had nice having Chuck Heston standing in the hallway greeting yeah. people. So he, mm-hmm. He's pretty stern as you're walking in. He is. I like it that people say that when they pass him, he's they they've been. Um, um, like startled, startled. Yeah. Yeah. He scared Allie yesterday morning. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Surprised he still has a head. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I took a selfie with him. Got Second service. I came out to get, fill my water bottle up and grab me a cup of coffee. And so I thought, yeah, just hang out here with, with Chuck, with Chuck Heston. Yeah. yeah. He makes a great Moses. He does. He does. And, um, I like the, uh, I showed a picture of him yesterday slamming oh, down yeah. the tablets. It's really, <laughs> yep. <laughs> But yeah, Ten Commandments. Um, hope uh, hope you guys come and hope you guys um, get into the into the spirit of this and just let God speak to your heart because um, you know the Ten Commandments I think are so important and it's something mm-hmm. that we really don't talk a lot about to be right. honest with you. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, we always talk about oh, you shouldn't lie, you shouldn't steal, mm-hmm. you shouldn't do this, and but you know what? It, what is the what's behind all that? What, right. What's God really saying? What does that entitle for right. all of us? Because right. it gets. Um, but I don't want us to make it harder than what it is. Right. But I want us to see the the depth, how deep mm-hmm. the commandments are. It's just not like boom, here it is. Exactly. And, uh, there's a lot going into that mm-hmm. that we that we don't. Um, Think about sometimes. Yeah. Well, and you talked about it yesterday too, but talked about this, just the fact of, you know, the Ten Commandments. God didn't give us the Ten Commandments to, because he doesn't want us to have fun. Right. Not because he wants to be mean to us or, right, or right. restrict us from anything, but he gives them to us to show us how sinful we are. Exactly. And to steer us away from that sin in our lives to exactly. kind of keep us closer to him. Because when we, you know, you and I, I know, and, and others listening, but when we have sin in our lives, mm-hmm. what does it do? It pulls us away from God. Yeah. And so he, he doesn't want us to be pulled away from him. He wants us to, to be close to exactly. him. Exactly. Exactly. And I asked a question yesterday. It was like, are the Ten Commandments absolute? And basically, are the Ten Commandments right? Are the Ten Commandments perfect? Right. Uh, do they, do they apply? For us today, I happen to think they apply more today than probably in any mm-hmm, other time mm-hmm. that that we've ever lived. And um, and the reason for the Ten Commandments isn't like 
like you said, it's not to make you feel bad. It's not even to make you a better person, but it's to make you aware of your own sin. This is right. This is what. Okay, you shouldn't do this. Okay, but I do do this. You shouldn't steal. Well, I I, I have stolen. You you should. Well, I do lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I bear false. Well, I have done that. You know. See, so you, you start going through that, and you're like, oh wow. So you start looking at what you can do. Romans three twenty. I love this verse. It says, "No one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands." That's an interesting line, there, isn't it? Right. Like, you just can't do it by what it commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Mm-hmm. And so what do I do now? Well, yesterday I tried to uh, get us to see that, you know, there's no other gods but one God, but there's also a way to get to God, which Mm -hmm. is through Jesus Christ. So, yeah, the law simply shows me how sinful I am, and so shows me what direction um, that that I need to take. Yep. Um, I like First John uh, chapter 5, verse 3. It says, loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. And again, I mean, people think, oh, well, God gave me these commands. They're, they're just, they're, they're so heavy. They're, you know, what's he doing? Yeah. Why, why is he doing this? It's like people have said, you know, God's just like a, a mean kid sitting at, you know, over an anthill with a magnifying glass. He just wants to watch us squirm and wiggle. And, you know, it's like, no, that's, that's not why, why God gives us the commandments. He gives exactly. it to, to draw us closer to him. Exactly. And, and if you love God, um, I think you're going to do what he says. Yeah. I, you're not going to be perfect at it, right. but I think you're going to do what he says, even if you don't like it, even if you don't agree with it, even if you don't understand it. You know, um, somebody, I got in a conversation with somebody a few weeks ago, and they asked me, you know, why um, I believe in something when I don't really understand it with God. And I told him, I said, I just choose to believe because God is who he says he is. And I've, right. I've experienced that in my life. Yep. And so, um, I think, I think you have to make an intentional decision to literally, I'm going to follow God and I'm, I'm going to follow his uh, commandments. So here's commandment number one, Exodus chapter 20, verse three, you shall have no other gods before me. Mm-hmm. The big one. It is. And so we started off by just saying that I want everybody to know that God is supreme, meaning He's at the top exactly. of everything we do. Exodus 20, verses 1 and 2. And God spoke all these words. I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt and out of the land of slavery. And I love this because this is just before God gives the first commandment. Right. And God is telling them, Here, here's who I am. Here's what's going on. I did this to you, and I, I'm setting you free. So right. now here's the first thing. You shall have no other gods before you. So I took a few minutes yesterday just kind of recap kind of where the you know where the Israelite people were in their in their in their trek with God and um and just to kind of go back that you know Moses was sent by God to go to Pharaoh mm-hmm. and to get the Israelite slaves to be released and so they kind of went back and forth between Pharaoh and Moses and then finally God sends the the plagues and the Tenth and final plague, which is the death angel, claims the life of Pharaoh's son. And so that kind of weakened Pharaoh a little bit. And so Pharaoh's like, okay, great, leave. Just, just get out of here. Mm-hmm. We know it didn't, it didn't stick to that because Pharaoh's heart was hard. Right. And so he immediately thought, well, this, this is a mistake. And, um, so God has set the people free and, um, he's protecting them. He's caring for them. And, and the thing about it is, is that I think the thing that we forget is how God has actually been going with them through mm-hmm. this entire journey. Oh, absolutely. Like they're released and they're out of there. They get to the Red Sea 
And God parts the Red Sea. Yeah. They walk over on dry ground. Again, I see Charlton Heston parting the, the, right. the sea. He leaves them with a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by, by day. He feeds them with manna. Right. And he's providing for their, you know, it's just not bread. He's feeding them. I, I, I read a long time ago that manna has some kind of, it's, it's every nutritional thing mm-hmm. that they need to sustain themselves. Yeah. Protein, carbohydrates, you know, this, that vitamin, whatever yeah. God is giving was, them. What and they he was need. giving them quail. And, but that sounds you know, good. Manna in the morning, quail in the evening. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Have you, you had know, quail? Uh, I have not. I have not either. I've heard it's really good. I'd like though. to have quail though. I've heard it's very good. Anyway, go ahead. Anyways. Um, but yeah, no, God had this planned out. It wasn't like, like God was walking, going with him, like, okay, what do we do next? Oh, yeah. God knew. God knew exactly. You know, you talked, mentioned that he'd hardened Pharaoh's heart. God did that on purpose so right. that he could show his glory. God knew that he was planning the demise of Pharaoh and the Egyptian army. He knew that he was going to drown them in the Red Sea. Like, exactly. it wasn't a shocker to him. And, and so, yeah, then, then he continues to lead them. When God wanted them to move, that pillar of fire and that the cloud would move when God wanted them to stay in camp, it would settle. Yeah. And, and so it was like, they were being, I just can't comprehend everything that the Egyptians saw from the plagues and the Red Sea and drowning of Pharaoh's army and the, the manna, the quail, everything else, like how they turned so quickly. And and the whole manna thing is crazy to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because every morning they have manna, correct? Right. And there's okay, there's a there's more than a million exactly. of these guys. I think they're just counting the guys, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So there could be three, three million, million or four, four million. million. Yeah. But there's plenty for everybody. And what does God tell them about the manna? Just take what you need. Mm-hmm. Like take what you need. Like you don't have to. You don't have to hoard up. You don't have to save for the afternoon. Take what I've got you covered. Guess what? God provides. Boy, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice to wake up in a blanket of manas on your front lawn? We'd probably complain about it too. I'd be like, is that snow? You're like, no, it's manna. <laughs> yeah. But you, you know, you see this, like God appeared to them. You, you read this from Exodus 19, 16 through 19, you know, talking about how God is supreme and you see his, his power here it says on the morning of the third day, there was thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast. Yep. Everyone in the camp trembled. Then Moses led the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. As the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and the voice of God answered him. That would have been amazing to see. I mean, yeah. I mean, God is showing these guys, I'm in charge here. Yeah. And, um, he comes, comes down like a fire. The mountain starts to tremble and shake. Smoke is rising from it. I'm going to be honest with you. I love to go down to the Smoky Mountains. I can't imagine seeing that take place and watch that thing rumble. Right. But God is showing, look, I've, I've done all this for you people, but I am the one who is in charge. Exactly. And I, and I, at one point yesterday, I asked, you know, how many think that, our culture and our nation, and our world needs to know that God's in charge again, mm-hmm. because we do. We need to see that God is in charge, and um, because there are so many people today just fashioning their own God, and and, and that can, we're going to talk about that next week because we do it. Yeah, Christian people do it. Mm-hmm. The whole world fashions their own God, or they want to be mm-hmm. literally the one who's in charge. They want to have the power, and um, 
And I think sometimes um, we get into this thing where it's just like, well, you know, um, it, it is what it is. You know, it's like, I, I, you know, I, I'll try not to do that. But we do right, it. We do right. it every time. I, I mentioned yesterday, um, I believe it was in 2016 in the Christian Standard, um, it said that um, Islam, so the golden age of Islam is is rising in in the United States, mm-hmm. and um, it's the f- it, fastest growing religion. Yeah, it yeah. went on to say that it's the fastest growing religion um, in the United States and in the world. And um, and as of last year, twenty twenty two, it still was. Yeah. And um, I've, I've 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 heard Christian people, and they've they've told me this. They're like, you know, it's okay. Let's just be tolerant. You know, they have their God, we have our God. Somebody worships this, somebody worships that, and we 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 shouldn't impose our beliefs on other people. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. Then why are you a Christian? Right. Are you a Christian? Just I'm speechless because isn't that why Jesus says go into all the world and preach and teach and disciple? Mm-hmm. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So if if you if you who are you going to take the the Christian saying hey let's just be tolerant let's just, hey they have their God we have our or are you going to take Jesus command go into all the world and preach and teach because that's yeah. a that's the gospel of Jesus exactly. Christ. Exactly. Am I right? Yep. So, and it's offensive today. I mean, it is offensive today if somebody says that Jesus Christ is the only way to God in heaven. Right. People right. get offended. Yeah. Uh, Josh McDowell, I brought this up yesterday. I thought this was a great quote. Um, he said, um, he was asked this question, why do you say that Jesus is the only way to God? And his answer was this, I don't say he's the only way to God Jesus said that he's the only way to God, so I listen to him because he's my Lord and Savior. Boom. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, is what it is. So Jesus says that. Yeah. So, again, if Jesus says that I'm going to follow that. Absolutely. Why are Christians so—why can't they get that? Well, and part of it is, and we've talked about this, but there are ministers leading Christians astray. Oh, I've seen yeah. video clips of—you uh, know my my favorite minister out there. Man. Amy Grant? But well, close, Joel Olstein. <laughs> yeah, but Joel Olstein has pretty much said that uh, about you know I, I, I'm not saying that there's only one way to God. I think that everybody you know can believe what they can. Be- I've seen video clips of him saying that. I have too, and and that's ridiculous. I mean, granted, he was on Oprah, and so he's just worried about that. And that's another story for another time. But she's a piece of work as well. But she's she said the exact same thing. Oh yeah, and and it's like that's part of the problem is you've got. As as Christ followers, we have to be very um, particular about who we are listening to and their theology, because Joel's theology is absolutely <clears throat> off. Joel, I don't even know that there's much theology there as much as he's just worried about his bank account. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. It's all about his fame. Then you've got someone like Josh McDowell here who absolutely has it 100% correct. Like, where's his source of truth? That's what we started talking about last night with our students. It's called Finding Truth. Mm-hmm. You know, where where's our source of truth? And we right. talked about it. was so neat how, how your message kind of intertwined with what we talked about last night. Well, the source of truth comes from only one place, and that is the Bible. Right. You know, Josh said, I don't say that he's the only way to God. Jesus said he was the only way to God, and so I listen to him because right. he's my Lord and Savior. Well, when you start picking and choosing, like, I, you know, you brought up Oprah because I've, I've heard her say things like, you know, there's a lot of great things about the Bible, Jesus. Yes. Yeah. She'll, uh, Allah, she'll bring up all kinds of stuff. What you just done, and Satan is so good, is he has just knocked God off the oh, God yeah. mm-hmm. level status. And so God is no longer above all other Correct. gods. He's just a part of 
the whole, you know, the whole gang. Yeah, you've taken him from a the god, Big G, to just one of the little G gods. And again, they don't want to believe it because if they believe it, mm-hmm. then guess what? I, there's things I've right. got to do. Exactly. I, I, I'm, I, I've got to be convicted. And, and so that's why it is so difficult. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be difficult um, from now until Jesus returns. Uh, not just with the uh, culture, but I think also within the Church of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you know we have so many Christians today who don't really see God for God. Right? They, I don't know how they see Him, because if they really saw God as God and they thought and they knew that Jesus Christ is the only way to God, mm-hmm. and that your sins really will send you to hell, mm-hmm. and there's a real hell, there's no way that a person who calls themselves a Christian can condone or support. A family member or friend mm-hmm. yep. who's living in a homosexuality or living in adultery mm-hmm. or they're doing something that goes against God, you're going to literally tell them um, because, you know, you would tell them if they were driving down the road and there's a, you know, a 30 foot hole in the middle of the road and they didn't see it. You'd mm-hmm. say, hey, you can't go down there because if you hit that, you're going to go down the bottom. You're going to die. But here's the thing I barely believe. I think we do believe in God. I just don't think we believe there's a hell. Right. And I don't, and I think that we all think that everybody's going to be all right in the end. And this is the greatest dupe of Satan. Exactly. Because you don't see like hell yeah. for what it is. Read the Bible. Uh-huh. Read the Bible and read the Bible who's actually going to go to hell. Christians are, some Christians are going to go to hell. Yep. The Bible says that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people who've called on the name of God are going to go to hell. And then there's going to be people who were never baptized who are going to go to heaven. Yep. And there's going to be thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are baptized who are going to go to hell because they, uh, the Bible talks distinctly about this. So we have to, we have to realize there's one God. Yep. There's only one God. He's not one of many gods. Mm-hmm. It's either you believe it or you don't. Yeah, it's not a buffet. I mean, what you no. described a little bit ago is like a buffet. It's like going to a buffet and saying, man, I love meat. So I'm going to grab a, you know, a chicken thigh and I'm going to grab mm-hmm. a piece of roast beef and I'm going to get a piece of that ham or whatever else they German got. chocolate cake, German or, chocolate yeah. cake, you know, and you have a little bit of whatever you want. What, yeah. You know, it, it just whatever is pleasing to your taste buds. Yeah. But that's what people do with their yeah. faith too. It's like, well, that's, that's kind of pleasing to my taste buds. It makes me feel good. It's not about your feelings. Right. It's not about your emotions. And, and I think that's why people get so defensive even, you know, when back, you know, if I talk about something with the government or talk about something with COVID or because the government and COVID and all those stuff that you see taking place right now, it goes against the, the message of the Bible. Right. And so, and this is the fine line for people and for Christians. Mm-hmm. They, okay, granted, you can get mad at me. Fine, be mad at me. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. You still got the same problem right. if you're not being convicted by God's Holy Spirit to change the way that you're thinking and stop living as a coward or stop doing this or stop mm-hmm. doing that because your belief system is not the belief system of the right. Bible. I'm not saying you got to be perfect. Right. I am saying that you got to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And some people aren't consistent. Exactly. And um, I love Acts 4, 11 and 12. It says, Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. And I love this part. There is salvation and in no one else, God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Yeah. So Oprah, Mm -hmm. Joel, all you guys, that's it. Yep. There's only one way. One way. There's only one way. Yep, and he is—he's the—he's the cornerstone. I love that image too, especially in that day. Yeah, um, you know, they would begin with with the corner 
of their building at that base. And that stone had to be perfect. I mean, those 90-degree angles right. had to be perfect. And, and because if that wasn't perfect, then their lines from there on out were what? Not going to be perfect. They weren't going to be straight. Right. And so when that if that stone was straight right. and they stayed in line with it from there on out, then guess what? Their building would structurally be sound. It would be straight. It would right. be perfect. And that's what... That's what um, the writer here in Acts is saying. He's like, Jesus, you rejected him, mm-hmm. but he's the cornerstone. Mm-hmm. He is the basis of mm-hmm. of your faith. Mm-hmm. You know, he is the center of. And, and I love that you mentioned that. That you know, God has to be at the center of everything that we mm-hmm. do. Uh, I ask a question: Do you believe the Bible is God's word? Now, this is a big. Mm-hmm. This sounds like such a simple question for Christians, but do you actually believe? And what I mean is, from the first word mm-hmm. of the Bible to the very last, do you believe it? And that doesn't mean that you're going to understand it all. Nope. But you trust God enough but to you know trust. that you're, you're yeah. going, you believe it. Um, because we have to believe the Bible's true. And I believe yeah. the Bible's true. If God says it, um, I believe it. What the Bible says is what God says. And so if somebody tells me, huh, you know what? I disagree about this, about homosexuality, or I disagree about gay marriage, what the Bible says, I disagree about this. And guess what? You disagree with God. Exactly. Th- this is the point. You, you, you can't, Water this part down. Right. You either are doing it or you're not. Right. If you don't believe parts in the Bible, I'm going to be honest with you, you do not believe in the Bible. Exactly. You just don't believe it. Right. It's kind of like I brought up the whole thing about buying a Lincoln Town Car. I don't know where that Lincoln Town Car is. I, I was going to say, do they even make Lincoln Town Cars know, still? When I was given it, I thought about the 1979 I'm Lincoln sure Town you Car. Did. I did, yeah. What color? Light blue. Oh, no. You know, mustard color. Ugh. Oh, come on, bro. My grandfather had a, um, oh, what was that? It was a. It wasn't a Lincoln. It was a Chrysler New Yorker. See, here's the thing about and it the, was that mustard yellow. Here's the thing: the cars are so bland now. Every car looks the same. All the paint colors look the same. But you get the cars of the seventies. I'm telling you, now we're popping. You know what paint colors aren't the same on cars? What? Jeeps. Jeeps yeah. got they got some pretty neat colors. Yeah. I saw a really nice North Carolina blue one the other day with white stripes. Yeah. I was like, man, that thing would look great with a Carolina logo in the back of it. <laughs> Anyways, your Lincoln like Town Car. I said back. So you come up to me like, "Hey, I just bought me a brand new Lincoln Town Car." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, great! It's out in the parking lot." I walk out, and it's just the driver's seat. I'm like, where's the town car? You're like, it's right here. It's right here. No, where's the town car? No, you you gotta have the whole town car for it to be a brand new town car. If not, it's just a seat. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's the same way with the Bible. You you just can't do that. I was talking to somebody a few months ago, and it wasn't heated. And I brought this up yesterday, and it was not. I was trying to get them to hear the hear something. Finally, they said, "Well, that's God's opinion." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." And your point you're is right. <laughs> and yeah, perfect. Well, and that's what you know. And I think I talked about this probably two years ago, maybe. But I came across a video of Matthew McConaughey being interviewed. And, and I like Matthew McConaughey. I think. I think you ever seen a, that the commercials he does for the Lincolns? Uh yes, yeah, yeah. The See? Lincoln, like the MKZs. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. What would he do with the town car? Like right? the seventy nine. Okay, I don't, anyway, I don't know. But anyways, basically, you brought him up with the Lincoln, right? There's a I, connection. I there. like. I like Matthew. I, th- I think he's a great actor. I think he's a really nice guy. Um, oh, do you hang out with him? No, not okay, really. I, 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 I would. I, I'd absolutely hang out with him. Have him on the podcast. But um, but he's been doing you know some preaching and stuff at a church or something. But I heard an interview with him uh, a couple years ago now, and they were asking him about the Bible, and he said, "Well, he said, 
here, here's what I do with, with the Bible and I, the parts that are easy for me to understand, you know, like love your neighbor. I get that. That's easy for me to understand, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he listed off a couple of things. He was like, I, you know, I get that. He said, but the parts that I don't really understand, like the parts that I can't comprehend, like, um, what did he mention? I can't even remember what he mentioned. It was, was something in the old Testament um, but he was like, I just kind of ignore that. Like, I just don't do anything with it because that doesn't really apply to me. I'm like, bro. And, and maybe he's changed. Maybe someone he's gotten a hold of him and, and he's changed since right. then. But it's like, uh, you're missing the boat. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to the buffet. Right. You know, you're picking and choosing. Right. You can't, it's all, it's all relative. Like there, it's all useful. Right. The Bible says that, that right. it's all right. useful right. Right. for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training, right. And, and so like, just because, you know, it's an illustration that maybe you don't understand doesn't mean that it's not useful to help right, teach you. Right. And so, yeah, exactly. And, and I think that again, circling the horses back around, right. we get, we, we, we understand who Jesus is. We understand God. We understand his word. Um, it all goes back to that. So you and I as a Christian or any other Christian can't be casual if somebody doesn't believe in that. So like if I had a brother or sister who yeah. who was like living a homosexual lifestyle or having an affair or they're involved in something else, why would I not talk to them right. about Jesus? Mm-hmm. Now, I know that you're thinking, well, you know, I don't want to offend them. You know what? You're going to offend them anyway. Right. Are, are you offended? I mean, seriously, right. you, you should be offended that they're taking this so lightly. Mm-hmm. And – um because, I mean, I know, I know people who've called themselves Christians and, you know, they're like, oh, I don't want to support that lifestyle, but yet they'll go to, um, um, yep. gay marriage yeah. ceremony. I've even known some to stand up with them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. Are you kidding me? Not only are you not telling them the right way to go to heaven, now you're, you're condoning their yep. sin. Yep. It's like, um, I've, I've always said this. It's like if I would confess some of the people, I know some people attend here who, who kind of are watered down in their thinking. If I stood up one Sunday morning and said, hey, I've been having a 10-year affair with somebody, but hey, don't worry about it. My family, grandkids, wife, everybody, everybody I know is all right with it. So you guys just need to, I just wanted to let you know so you wouldn't be shocked. How long do you think they would have me here? Seconds. Seconds. Yeah. But yet, they condone somebody else's sin. Yeah. So... This is what I mean. It's crazy. Christians are all over the place, man. It's crazy. Guys, get on the get on the page of the Bible. I remember what he couldn't um, understand. It was Moses, God, God talking to Moses in the burning bush. He was like, "I just don't know what to do about that," so I just kind of ignore it. I'm like, wow, right there he is, Charlton Heston, <laughs> Chuck. But I love this. Uh, you you mentioned Romans one sixteen and seventeen. Um, Paul says, for I am not ashamed. I love that. You had everybody say that. Right. Not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news, I, I love that. Good news is all caps. Not all caps, but capital G, capital yes, N. Yeah. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. Not how we make ourselves right, not how we jump through hoops and we do anything, but how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. So when you when you think about God assembling the people at the base of Mount Sinai, and Moses mm-hmm. going up on Mount Sinai, and there, he's spending time with God, and... Um, Basically, God is trying to give them these things because he's, he's released them from their physical slavery. Right. And now 
you need to be released from your spiritual and your you know mental slavery. Right. And this is how you can be free in your life. You you can you don't have to live as a slave physically, mm-hmm. or you don't have to live as a slave like inside. You can. This is how you live. Mm-hmm. So here is what I'm giving to you. So. Excuse me, it brings me up to our second point is God rejects rivals. And again, I repeated Exodus 23. You shall have no other gods before me. Like nothing yeah. goes in front of me. This is that's huge. Very, that's very convicting. You know, yeah, because if you, if, if we are honest with ourselves, like I know people who spend more time running than they, I'm teasing you. He just knew it. His eye, he just immediately just looked yeah. at me like. That actually probably wouldn't even be on the top of my list of, of I things know, right? that I put before God. But, you know, it's, you do have to, to evaluate. Because, oh, 100%. You know, for me, hunting could become, could become a God. Running could become a God. Um, you know, my family, as good as that is, my family could become a God. You talked about, you know, sports, mm-hmm. you know, running your kid from this sport to that sport. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. all you get done is going to sport after sport mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. sport could become a God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is an area where it's, it's easy for us to kind of slip into and not even realize. It's convicting, mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't see it that way. Right. So. This is the great dupe of idol worship, and this right. is the great dupe of Satan. So uh, to our story a little bit, and if you've studied anything about the Hebrew civilization, you'll know that they loved God, they worshiped mm-hmm. God, then they would get off track, yep. and then God would get mad at them and bring them back and discipline them, and they'd be back again. So Moses comes down off of Mount Sinai. Now Moses has been up on Mount Sinai spending 40 days with mm-hmm. God. Now imagine you spending 40 days with God just you and him. And I don't think he ate anything. Did I, re- do I re- read that right? I think you're right. Like, I think he's, he's there. Like, he's not worried about food or anything. It's just him and God getting, he's getting the commands from God. God's chiseling out the stone or whatever. However, I'd like to have seen that. I bet it was beautiful. I mm-hmm. bet it was crazy. No, but if the thing about it is, is that <laughs> Moses is having a mountaintop experience with God right? for 40 days. Okay. His life has changed. You know yeah. what I mean? This is, this is, this is great because I didn't even bring this up yesterday. So Moses has this mountaintop experience. Moses, Moses with God for 40 days. One on one time. I mean, devoted time, like him and God. Yeah. Okay. So he comes down off the mountain. Well, and, and he, he knows coming down off the mountain that something's going on because God's like, Oh, like toward the end of, end of his time up there, God's like, Oh, by the way, you probably need to go back down there because the people are are going crazy and they're worshiping another god. And isn't that the way it is after you've yeah. had a great experience with God? Yeah. It's like it's like you have this awesome experience and poop. Yeah. Like the bottom drops out. Right. So this is what happens. So Moses spends 40 days with God and so he comes down to the base of the mountain and he sees all the Israelites they're worshiping a calf, golden calf, and they're involved in orgies. And so the, hmm. Moses has lost it. I mean, I would have lost it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Here you spending time with God. Yep. Boom, and you come down and you see these boatheads uh, doing this. So I did bring up the Ten Commandments yesterday yeah. um, when Moses uh, comes down. It is great when he smashes those tablets. You've never seen it, have you? I have. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome when he throws those tablets. But he did. He literally, I mean, it's, you know, he grabs Moses by the shirt collar and he's like, how? You mean Aaron? <laughs> uh, yeah, Aaron, yeah. Moses grabs Aaron, his brother, how this happened. He's like, I don't know. I don't know where we lost control. You know, they brought their, they brought their gold and they threw it in the fire and this golden cap popped up. It was just almost like, boop, here's what happened. Right. It's like, 
No, he's capable. And then, I mean, and it's, you can only give so much, you know, 35, 41 minute, you know, depending on if you go over six minutes and something. Yeah, which um, never happens. Sermon never happens. Didn't happen I yesterday. I banked time, remember back this summer. Okay. But anyways, like, it's hard to, it's hard to go in detail on a lot of stuff. But oh, like, yeah. Even beyond smashing the tablets. Oh, yeah. What Moses does to me, like, cause I read that recently and it's crazy. He I takes, almost brought that up because I thought, oh man, I, I, uh, he yeah. took the calf. He melted it down. He ground down what he melted. He threw it in water and he forces the people to drink it, to drink it. It's like <laughs> you wanted it. Now drink it. Now eat it. Drink it. Just, yeah. 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 <laughs> Moses was like Moses went Lou Pinello on the Israelites. He saw red like <laughs> bang. He did. I mean, he imagine the time it took to melt that down and put it in their liquid mm-hmm. to have them drink it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he. I, I bet Aaron was a little frightened for his life because I mean, we're not told. But what are what the private conversations with Aaron was back in the tent? Aaron probably thought he's gonna get murdered because Moses had already murdered that Egyptian back in yeah. Egypt. Like, I mean. Chuck's standing out in the hallway. He's intimidating just standing in the hallway. Exactly. I can't imagine what it would have been like. Right. You know, so, uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's crazy. So that, yeah, there's only so much you can exactly. put in any of those, but, um, I, um, I just think the world, the culture, the Israelites, us, um, you know, we're always looking to something other than God. Exactly. And I don't know why. Yeah. I just don't know why we do that. Um, I know when I've done that and I've separated myself from God, it, my life is not good. It's, it, nothing seems to be in control. Yeah. Um, for second Peter two verses 18 and 19 says they brag about themselves with empty foolish boasting with an appeal to twisted sexual desires. And have you ever noticed that that's where everybody seems to go mm-hmm. to the, to this twisted, Thinking of sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like to the whole thing of, um, um, like we have gay marriage and we have, um, you know, we have transgenders, transgenders and, 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 you know, now the, the, now the thing I've been reading is the next several, like three to five, six years, like, um, ancestral relationships are going to be taken more on a, um, you know, a common wow. everyday thinking. I mean, what's next? Um, animals? Yeah. After that, 12 years, 15 years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's always this twisted sexual desires is what it says. And they lure back into sin those who've already escaped from that lifestyle mm. of deception. They promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of sin and corruption. And this is the last line, which is very important. For you are a slave to whatever controls you. Yeah. And I thought you broke down that really well. Is You know, if you look at we, – we kind of – I don't know what the right word is. We water it down with our terminology, yeah. and you talked about the word addiction and how we've just kind of used that as, almost like a crutch. We like, do. You know, well, I'm, I'm addicted to alcohol, and you said, no, you're a slave to the bottle, bottle. because that's what addiction means. It means you're a slave to whatever exactly. you're addicted to. It is actually um, – I was I, I don't know who I got this from, but they said it was the secular worldly term um, for the biblical concept of slavery. Yeah. This is what you, yeah. the, of, of what you are, you know, you know, person says I'm addicted to, um, you know, you know, my appearance or I'm addicted to my reputation of what people think. Mm-hmm. No, you're addicted to the person in the mirror. You, right. That's your God. And a lot of people, you are your own God. Mm-hmm. You, let's just be honest about it. It's all about you right. all, all the time. So, but here's the thing. Your God, 
I mean, we don't make calves, golden calves anymore. Right. But your God is whatever takes your time, your energy, your thoughts, your money. That's your God. If whatever gets more time than God yeah. or more money than God, that is your God. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to a couple gods, and we've already actually hit on this one, so we won't spend much time, you know, is the God of sex. And, um, you know, I... Uh, it's amazing how much sex is thrown in our face and mm-hmm. how we don't realize how that is such an addiction mm-hmm. to to the world and, and to our culture. So um I uh but I want you to know something. When whenever we break a commandment and whenever we get to the point where we are flagrantly sinning. Disobedient, yeah. Mm-hmm. You break the heart of God. Yeah. In Genesis five Five and six, or Genesis six. six, five and six says, the Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth and he saw everything they thought or imagined was consistently, I love this, and totally evil. Mm-hmm. I mean, it nailed mm-hmm. it down. So the Lord was sorry that he'd ever made them and put them on the earth and it broke his heart. It broke his heart. Yeah. And so God makes man in his image, but man tries to turn around and fashion God in his own image mm-hmm. because we're selfish. And if you choose to sin, I'm just going to be honest with you, you are choosing a path to go down to suffer. Selfishness, You're, yeah. It's it's going to happen because here's that. You will be, you'll be, have worries and anxieties. Mm-hmm. You're not, you'll be yep. popped up on pills or it happens all that. Mm-hmm. And I really believe a lot of the things that we see today is because of our sin. We, right. we can't deal with our, with our sins. And then I mentioned the God of materialism mm-hmm. and that's huge today. Um, and again, let me just say there's nothing wrong with having things. Right. Right. But if things overtake God mm-hmm. or get, you give more time for those things than you do God, then that now becomes, um, you, it becomes your God, your God. Exactly. And, um, you know, you, God wants you to be free. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about freedom today, we're talking about spiritually free. Right. And um, being free from those things that Satan wants to trap us in and, and to bring us down. Um, because, um, you know, I, I said yesterday that the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness, like basically in a circle for 40 right. years. Right. And we do the same thing. Yeah. We wander our entire life. We just wander in a circle mm-hmm. uh, spiritually all the time. And, um, you know, some of us say that we love God. Some of us say that we, you know, we give to God. Some of us, you know, say that we, we've come to church our whole life, but yet we are still in slavery. Right. With drugs or sex or alcohol or power, money or fear, worries, anxiety. I don't know what it is, but we are held in slavery. Mm -hmm. I love the passage in John 10. It's very good. Verses 9 and 10. Yep. Can we read it? Oh, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. He said, uh, Jesus says, I am the gate. Which is big. Right. That's a big statement. Yep. He said, those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So once again, Jesus is saying, I am the way. I am the way. I am the gate. Mm-hmm. I am the way that you can, you come through this gate. Guess what? You can have this rich and satisfying life that, that you want. And so God wants you free. God wants you to be free from everything. And he wants the power of the Holy Spirit to live in your life and, and to direct you. Right. And then the third thing that we brought up was yes. that God is sovereign. Mm-hmm. I love this. Mm-hmm. God is sovereign. So I, had a, I ask a question. Why does God want you to have single-minded allegiance? Mm-hmm. Because he does. Yep. And I gave a verse in Matthew six thirty three. Mm-hmm. I said, I hope that will help help us lead us down that road. And it's yeah. seek his kingdom. 
Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then I had these words underlined. And all these things will be given to you as well. And I was like, what things is God talking about? Seeking the kingdom, what's going to be added? He's talking about the things of God. Yep. He's talking about those things that you need in your life that are going to give you what you need to give you to. Now, a lot of people put that in the physical again. Right. Well, if I seek king, the kingdom, I'm going to get a bigger house. I'm going to see. So you, now I'm not going to have any troubles. I'm not yeah. going to be you're sick. Thinking, I'm you're, not going to. Yeah. You're thinking all wrong about this. You're, you're thinking about because here's the thing: if you if, if, you could get all those things, but right. you could still be miserable and not content. Yeah. But if you seek kingdom of God, mm-hmm. you're going to find this contentment that 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 you need. Yeah, so exactly. Um, you know, I think God does a very good job. Especially with saying you should have no other gods to tell you and me in the culture, in our world, in our, in our Christian churches, you're not the center of the universe. Exactly. I am. Mm-hmm. I made you. You worship me. You do what I, I, I tell you to do. Um, you were made to worship me. You were made to give back to me. That's how you're going to find fulfillment in your right, life if you, right. if you worship me. Yeah. Um, you asked a question and you said, okay, I want you to, to answer this question. You said it's just a one word answer. So you should be able to get it right. And you said, how many gods are there? Everybody, they got it right. One. One. They did get it right. Um, I, um, you already brought this up yesterday. I said that I've come to the conclusion that God doesn't just want to be the top of my list. He wants to be at the center of my life. Exactly. And when he's at the center of your life, he does control everything about mm-hmm. you. And yes, even traffic. Right. Which I was complaining about when I came you in this com- morning. You weren't necessarily complaining about traffic. I was pretty darn close. You were complaining about the road work that caused you to have to go around different ways. Uh, yeah. What's so, up with that? There's road work everywhere What right is now. up with that? Anyway, I was – and then this guy flops what I just said back <laughs> in my face. <laughs> and you – I said – and I said, man, I heard yesterday somewhere that and, – and, and said that. And you said, well – I don't know who that guy was, but he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it is, it's so easy for us to get, um, to allow what's going on in mm-hmm, our life mm-hmm. around us to just blur our vision on where God wants us to. Exactly. Be. You know, and, and if we keep our mind and our heart on God and we keep our focus on Him and we don't place things above Him, yeah, we may still have financial struggles. Mm-hmm. We may still have health struggles. But will we be content? And if we're truly leaning on him, the answer should be yes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that we're not going to have troubles. Mm-hmm. Jesus said that. You've mentioned that, man, over the last two years. You've probably read that verse a dozen mm-hmm. times. You know, in this world, you will have many troubles, but take heart. I have overcome mm-hmm. the world. Um, and that's a hard, that's a hard pill to swallow because mm-hmm. we automatically think, well, I actually had somebody tell me this is about 10 years ago. Um, saw a person in the hospital and they had, been involved in church and all this thing, and they had some really bad health problems. And they actually, I was shocked when they asked me this. They said, why why would God be doing this to me after all the things that I've done right. for him? And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me not to like slap back. Right. And I asked them, I said, what do you mean by that? And they're like, well, I've done this. And they went started like listening there. Things right. I said, but hasn't God given us this and this? And I started reeling off. They're like, yeah, but... And I said, yeah, the but is this, is that you're actually going through a difficult time, mm-hmm. and it's hard for you right now because you're physically not 
feeling well. Right. So Satan wants you to automatically go down the rabbit hole and let's your finger blame at God. God. I said, let me tell you who you're to blame for this. I said, if you remember anything about the Bible, let's go back to the Garden of Eden when Satan yep. slithers in yep. and gets Eve to, you know, eat of the fruit and then Adam. I said, if you're going to blame anybody, blame Adam and Eve and, and Satan. Don't mm-hmm. blame God. Yep. I said, we live in the consequences of that, but I said, there's a day coming where, remember, I said, God says, there'll be no more tears, mourning, crying, Mm -hmm. sorrow, pain ever again. And I said, that's what we live for. That's what we're going through. They listened. Right. They weren't real happy about it, but they listened because they knew I was right. Right. Because that's the way you have to, and I, you know what? I may be the person sitting in in Mm -hmm. a bed and you may have to come and say, hey, look, Mm -hmm. bro, um, you've said this a hundred times. Do you believe it or Mm -hmm. don't you? I'm like, well, I was lying. No. I was lying. <laughs> yeah. Stang traffic. But here's where here's where the rubber meets the road is when you actually have to put when mm-hmm. you actually have to back the Lincoln out of the garage and put it on the road right. and actually drive through the situations of yeah. life to see God working in your life. Yeah. This is where you actually see it. You don't see it when things are going well. Right. I mean, right now, you don't grow when your faith isn't being tested. Am I right? right? Yep. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. But when your faith is being tested or when something's going on, that's when you, and that's I, where you come to the conclusion. Guess what? There is one God. Right. And, uh, Allie and I were watching, um, we're doing a study right now in James. You, you inspired me to get back into the book of James. James is good. And, um, so we, we decided let's look and see what's on right now media. We've got access to right now media. Simple plug. If you don't have, mm-hmm. um, your right now media account up, uh, account set up, you can do that by going to richwood.church. And go to the media page, and there's a link on there to set up a free account. It's something that we pay for. Um, but anyways, so we started a Francis Chan James one. And he was talking about that idea of our faith being tested. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said, you know, the, the word, what it means, what it's referring to, it's like um, the testing of silver. Where a silversmith will take a hunk of silver and, and put it in the fire, and they'll, they'll melt it down. And as they melt it down, all of the impurities come up to the top, and they take and they scoop those impurities off. They let it cool down. They then put it back in the fire and let it melt down again, and those impurities rise to the top again. And he said they may have to do this countless times, time after time after time, until the the silver is pure. And and so there are going to be times in our life where our faith is going to be tested. Mm -hmm, It's going to be mm -hmm, hot. mm -hmm. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be something that is really enjoyable for us. But we've got to allow ourselves to keep God at the center of our life and allow that testing to you know, to prove that he is Mm -hmm, supreme, mm -hmm. that he's in control and, and get rid of those imperfections to allow us to strive Mm -hmm. to be holy like him. Exactly. I love that. I love that image that he talked about. Exactly. And, uh, you know, um, you know, I, yesterday we talked a little bit about, you know, a lot of times I'll hear people, well, God just wants me to be happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. God doesn't care about your happiness. Not at all. Your contentment, you being holy. Um, Joy, joyful, peaceful, um, because you can have all those Mm -hmm. in the middle of anything. Yeah, I know. I know it seems like it's not, but you can because that's when when he says, Mm -hmm. "Seek first His kingdom, and all these things will be added to you." That's what's going to get added to you. The joy, and that's the only way that can come is through the one true God, Mm -hmm. not Allah, not some Hindu God, not Mm -hmm. Oprah, not Joel Olstein's God. Only the one true God. Yep. I love Galatians 5 1. It says, It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. And mm-hmm. I think any time that you and I, I would just be honest, start to. Uh, 
Start to blame God, start to get into a mentality like that. I think that's the yoke of slavery. Uh, I think we have got, gotten back into the to the slave mentality, right? And um, I uh, I'm actually I'm actually working on something for next year about uh, wearing the yoke, um, that yoke of slavery where Jesus says my yoke is easy to bear. Right? They're two different things. It's so right. crazy, and um, I think that sometimes we don't even understand those things. We hear those things so much, we're like, what does actually does that mean? Right. Right. So, um, but we're not supposed to wear the yoke of slavery. Mm-hmm. That's something that's burdensome. Exactly. Um, Weighs us down. But we're one down. Nine I got, to go. We got nine to go. I have eight to go. You, you have, have to one go. to go. I do. So that'll be fun. It will be fun. Sure. It will be good. Yeah, it will be. So I hope you guys come back and hope you guys come and uh, worship with us. And um, it'll be, um, you know, I think the Ten Commandments are awesome. I think it's something that we need. And, um, but I want to fill you in on a couple things. Um, the blessing box. We're going to be doing a blessing box month. Did you know that? I did know that. Okay. And for four Sundays in October, starting on October the 8th, we're going to be having, um, you all from the RCC family bring in items for the blessing box. This, uh, Sunday, this coming Sunday, which mm-hmm. is uh, the, what, 20 something of, September, uh, we're going to have available the items that are needed for collection in October. So we'll have a list of things right. that you can bring in, and you can pick that list up at the Welcome Center. The Blessing Box, you need to remember, is a great ministry. It, I mean, it gets used all the time. I see people using it all the time, um, and I hope you guys plan on helping us for that ministry. I know yeah. some of you already do right. when we send out the notes, but this is going to be something where we can actually donate some heavy items that need to be um, donated. So. Then we have the last campfire conversations coming up on Friday, October 6th. Is that for you? No. That is not for me. At 6 o'clock, around the RCC fire pit. Um, ladies, uh, you can go to richwood.church forward slash women uh, to sign up again for information, and there's also child care available. And we have no so blankets. Mm-hmm. Common Thread is going to be making no-so blankets for the Ronald McDonald House again this year. Uh, you can join them on October 17th from 1 to 3 or from 6 to 8. And this is a great time and a great project. Uh, you can have the whole family involved. Yep. You need to bring two yards of fleece and two yards of coordinating fleece for each blanket that you would like to make. If you can't attend on the 17th and you'd like to provide fleece for a blanket, you can contact Darla Oldman. There you go. And then um, that might be it. Do you think of anything else coming up? I guess not. I don't think so. We do have, um, just because I'm here and I can plug it, um, if you would like to, I know we've mentioned this and we probably need to hit back on our volunteer sign up again as well, but, um, just different ways you can serve, um, in the body here at RCC. I know women's ministries on there and worship ministries on there and children's and student. Um, but we've got a sign up, um, genius on our website at richwood.church forward slash student. If you would like to help out with Sunday night meals for, for our students, that could be simple. They, they just like to eat food. So Did you say simple or sinful? Simple. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That German chocolate cake may it's have been sinful. sinful yeah, but it was very simple. The two pieces I had, the second piece might have been The sinful. second piece was sinful. Yeah. 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 Um, you want another shot of espresso? No, to go no, there? dude. I, I am so done right now. Yeah. But anyways, if you would like to help out with that in any way, um, either contact myself, Corey Smith, or you can just go to the website and sign up for a Sunday. Sounds good. So sign up to help out with some 
So simple meals. Simple. Simple. Simple meals. So, yeah. So anything else going on? I mean, did we hit it all? Did we do it right? I, mean, I think so. Hope we got a good week coming up. It's going to be nice. Got it's a good cool. worship coming yeah. up Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. Hank Williams, Williams coming up both of us. No Hank soon. Williams. Come it's going to be a little bit. Okay. Here's the word again. Okay. This week is going to be a little bit more simple. Um, Did you and say we're simple or simple? <laughs> simple. Okay. Um, and we're really going to focus on just our worship to God and what that looks like. Yeah. We're talking about worship this we're Sunday. We're talking about worship. Oh gosh. It's going to be good. I'm it excited. will be good. I, I, I just hope nobody throws rocks, stones, tomatoes, rotten fruit at me, you know. I mean, if they do, a lot of people's tomatoes are kind of getting too far along, so maybe yeah. they'll bring them and just yeah, right. be like a Looney Tunes show. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's going to be good. I need to go for a run now. I don't know that I've got time today, but, you know. Oh, come on. See what it's going to be. Don your Richard Simmons shorts. Get your pink shoes on with your silver shoelaces. I don't wear pink shoes. Don't they flash too when you run? Oh, I wish. Because you know, you know what the truth is about those shoes that light up like what? that? They make you faster. Do they? That's what I've, I think scientific studies have shown. How's that possible? I'm joking. Are they, are they good on your feet though? I mean. No, I don't think so. No? That light up? Yeah. I don't even think they make those in my size. Oh, come on. I might be able to fit in those kids' shoes. What do you wear? Like a size four? Eight and a half. Okay. I was just playing. Really? Eight and a half? That's a pretty good size. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's not small, but it's not giant. What size you wear? 11. Yeah. I'm also not six foot two, whatever you are. <laughs> right? Six three. <laughs> They're like, what are so we talking about? Deal. You know, we, we talked about this last night. Someone <laughs> said something about, uh, someone was asking a question about heaven, one of our high school students. And, and they asked about, you know, you know, I know that when we get to heaven, um, you know, we get new bodies and I cut her off and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be six, six in heaven. They all laughed at that. They thought that what was What if funny. you're 4'11 though? Oh my. <laughs> we represent the lollipop guild. <laughs> yeah. So one time we were in, I uh, was in church at a church and uh, this has been, oh gosh, 20, 20, 25 years ago. And you remember the worship wars that were heavy duty back in the nineties where, yeah. where you were like, you, if you didn't sing hymns and people were so ticked off and they, they, and they just were so mad. And so, you know, and, you know, you would sing courses or you would sing, you know, whatever. And yeah. so you started uh, doing all that. And the worship services kind of changed from the formal to more right. of the, yeah, you know, so. I saw all those take place, and I'm sure if you're old enough, you saw them too. And um, so we, they had this big congregational meeting, which I hate congregational meetings because right. I just think there, I think there could be a mob mentality, and uh-huh. that's very disrespectful to the kingdom it's of God. Dishonorable, yeah, yes. And so, but we had this congregational meeting, and it, the the tempers were, you could just tell the the room was like tense. It's, it was like a powder keg. All you had to do is strike a match, just, just like boom. So it, about 30 minutes into the meeting. Oh my. We, uh, you know, people are just, we're going to the mic. They're just, blah, 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 blah. They're just angry. They're just mad. And I'm sitting in the back thinking, I gotta get out of here. So finally somebody stood up and said, you know, uh, I just don't understand. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 79 years old. What do I have to look forward to? And one of the elders said, heaven. <laughs> and you know what? That's a good answer. Absolutely. Because, Literally, whether you're 38 or 58 or 78, mm-hmm. what do we have to look forward to? Yeah. Heaven. 
Because even when you run and you enjoy running, you still got to soak your feet because you got blisters. Exactly. Right. Right. You know, even though you work out, even though we like to eat the cake, mm-hmm. you know, you you pay for that eventually if you eat a lot of exactly. it. You know. So what do you have to look forward to? Right. Heaven. So heaven. yeah, you get new bodies, you get new. I'm looking forward to seeing the rooms in heaven. Yeah. Well, and that was the question. You know, this this young lady asked, this high schooler asked. She said. Do you think, because I've got a lot of questions that, that I want to ask God, do you think I'll remember those questions I, I have? And I looked at her and I said, honestly, I don't know that it's going to matter. I know. Because when we get to heaven, we're going to be worried about one thing, and that's bowing down before the throne and worshiping our God. And, um, and I can promise you right now, worship in heaven is probably going to look way different than both, you know, that, those worship words you were talking about, both sides of that. Exactly. It'll look way different. Oh, way yeah, different 100%. Than what, we, what we do today. It's going to be uninhibited worship to God Almighty. You get to heaven and God's like, you guys, both, all you guys had it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's what it's all about. Right. We're going to be like, oh, wow. Let me ask you this. What kind of cake, German chocolate cake is in heaven? Oh, man. I bet it's good. You get to heaven and God's like, hey, I had this recipe, but I heard yours is really good. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. How'd you God's like, the, mine was uh, only a 12 out of 10, but yeah. I heard you got a 20 out of 10. <laughs> Right. <laughs> now, Brandon is the head baker in heaven. So now you are, you're, you'll be baking all day long, 24 seven for people to eat German chocolate. You're like, really? I'm sure that's heaven. And I'm 411. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, I have to have a step stool just to reach <laughs> right. my batter. <laughs> It'd be like the Keebler elves in that tree. <laughs> Is that a short joke? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think I've been called a Keebler Elf before. <laughs> what are we doing all of a sudden? I don't know. We kind of just derailed. <laughs> we did. We're done. It's just you and I. No one else is listening. I know. We just like, we need to go. Yeah. You need to set these people free from slavery. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that um, you have a great week. If you listen soon enough and you would like a piece of German chocolate cake, Swing into the church because I think there may be some left because I'm not eating anymore. Exactly, me neither. Um, and if it doesn't get eight, I'll freeze it and we'll have it next year. Oh goodness, no! I'll I'll <laughs> okay. tap into it before then. So, but Craig, thank you. Great job. <laughs> Looking too. forward to next week. Yeah. Next week is no idols. No idols. So we will see you all next week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.